I'm back in the better. That's what I tell him. That's what I tell him. I'm back in the better. I'm back in the better. That's what I tell him. Yeah. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's Baby G with the Worth the Conversation podcast. Back with another episode. This is episode quattro of four. Fourth episode in the podcast and basically this episode is going to be a little different um if you don't know who i am i am baby g you're a good journalist make sure y'all tap with me on instagram at that's baby talk tv you already know um so to kind of get into this episode before getting into the episode it's basically um i had an interview with Fayetteville observer and I had an opportunity to record the conversation and kind of answer the questions that they, you know, wanted to interview me for and feature me in the Fayetteville Observer, which is the local newspaper here in Fayetteville. And basically, like, it was surrounding the fact that I was one of the eight finalists for BNC plus BNC Go inaugural HBCU journalism project and that project is basically something new that the Black News Channel or the Black News Network decided to do and so I was one of the eight finalists they sent it to about 50 HBCUs and there was only eight finalists and so I was one of the eight and now I'm currently waiting to hear back to be interviewed for the next portion the next portion is for the final four so Provided that I enter the final four, which I will, provided that I enter the final four, once I enter the final four, I'll be able to attain paid internship as well as, you know, other uh, benefits and experience from BNC Go over the summer of 2022. So that's my goal right now, kind of finish college and go into that internship before I go to Atlanta for grad school because senior year is almost over. Um, I have a week and a half kind of left for this semester and then I have one more semester and then it's graduation. So I have about five months until I graduate from college, which is a great thing. I've really been busting my ass, been through like my lowest points while in college. so. I really am proud of myself when it comes down to being able to say I graduated not only from college, but from an HBCU and accomplished the things that I accomplished in that time. So I'm just really kind of grateful to my parents for instilling like that perseverance and that determination into me regardless of my circumstances. Cause like I said, I went through pretty low points, pretty low points in my life when it comes down to, you know, school and mental health and different things because people don't understand like college is, college is different, like real different. And so whenever it comes down to it, we have to be able to kind of, you know, adjust and learn different things and do certain things that other people may not 
necessarily understand or really comprehend themselves. So I really just am grateful for having those parents. Really, I'm just grateful for having black parents that taught me about certain things about my blackness and how to kind of be strong even when I don't necessarily know how to. But I'm still learning some things. They still learn things for me. And I'm just grateful for them because my parents really be busting their ass for a lot of shit. And so that's one of the reasons why I did certain things I did while kind of coming into college because I seen how hard my parents was working. And I was like, I can't keep having them, you know, busting their ass and they almost a certain age or they're getting to a certain age. And I want them to be able to experience life and I don't want them to have to retire even though my dad is already retired, retired to experience life. So I'm hoping and I can see it in my near future that I'll be changing the dynamic for my family before my mom retires um, from her career as a teacher. So pretty sure 2022 I'm coming to take over. But anyway, let's go ahead, get into the podcast, man. Make sure y'all follow me on Instagram again at That's Baby Talk TV. Coming to y'all with some new content. And shout out to the Federal Observer. Shout out to BNC. Shout out to Akira one time. I appreciate the interview. Let's get into it. Okay, so first, can you give me just a little bit of background information um, about you? Let's start with, can you spell Can you spell and state your first and last name for me? Um, my first name is Dormaya, D-O-R, capital M-I-Y-A, Vance, V-A-N-C-E. Got it. I think I may have seen it differently before. Uh, your first name between the R and the capital M, is there like an apostrophe? No, it's Dor Maya. Got it. Alright, and so, yeah, back to back information. Um, are you originally from the Fable area? No, I'm from Goldsboro, North Carolina. And what is your classification at... Currently, I am a senior communications and media studies student. Okay. And so, yes, can you tell me just a little bit about um, the Black News Project and how you got chosen for that? Okay, so the background story is my advisor for The Voice, she's also one of my college professors, Dr. Alana Miller, she came to me. It was kind of short notice because whenever they sent it to her, she didn't, either she didn't receive it or whenever they sent it, it was late. So we had literally one day to kind of plan everything and get it together. So she presented the opportunity to me via email and said this would be a great opportunity for you based off the hard work that she's seen over the semester with The Voice. Um, so we kinda was like, okay, let's do it. And so I partnered with other student media. We have Bronco Television on campus where Ulysses Crawford II, he's the studio manager. And so me and him are real cool. And uh-huh. I talked to him and I was like, yo, Ulysses, can we like do this video for this journalism project? I know it's last minute but can we do it? And so me and Ulysses got together 
when they shot the video outside of campus, like right across the street in front of the mural um, where Seabrook is at. And so we shot the video. I had to answer some questions, tell them about myself. And basically it went from there. Um, after I did that, we had to attend a virtual media day, which was basically like an event they put on for the students involved in the project to where they could showcase like their article writing and news gathering and whatnot. So the media day kind of was crazy because the whole time I was there, we didn't have any audio. So it was a broadcast with no audio. So they had to send us a link afterwards. But um, my professor was like, um, how did it go and all that? And I told her what happened, but I got chosen based off my skills and hard work um, in the journalism and media field as well as what I bring to the table at Fayetteville State when it comes to journalism and like newspapers with the voice and everything. So the process, like for me, it was nothing. Like I was looking at it as another challenge, one of those things I just got to overcome. So I was like, oh, you want me to do this? Okay, bet, I could do this, no problem. I told her like, they never met nobody like me. Ain't nobody gonna do it like me. So that's what happened. And I just feel like as far as the first round, writing the article and putting it in the newspaper for the school was something I do every day. But I'm a different type of journalist. I'm a backpack journalist. And so when it comes down to it, I know how to do multiple things that some may not. So I know how to shoot the video. I know how to take the pictures. I know how to write the article. I know how to find sources. I know how to do everything because I have all those skills in my backpack. Okay, okay. So kind of just like um, you have like a, a lavalier and your phone and a little tripod just on the go. Basically, yeah. Um. So just to make sure I'm clear on everything. What exactly did you have to do to get chosen? Was it just based off of, you know, things you have already done, like you said, with the voice? Or did that get you noticed to apply and you had to do a certain project for it? So the way they sent out the project, it was like their, I guess like their first one. So they sent it to about 50 HBCUs across the United States and Federal State was one of them. And so, Whenever and I can jump in here really quick just to say, uh, Jeremiah is right. And we had the professors nominate one outstanding journalism student that they thought would be a fit for this program to participate in the project. And then once that professor selected the student, then they would have to create a video, uh, which Jeremiah was talking about, about themselves and um, their experience with journalism. So, yeah. yeah that, yeah. As far as the project, it was based off the professor, and so I was taking um, that into account. Like, I was chosen because my professor, which is also my advisor for The Voice, I was chosen by her because of what I do for The Voice and everything else. Like, I feel like I'm the most dedicated journalism student at Phillips State, and so I do a lot of my work around journalism, even though Phillips State doesn't necessarily have a degree in journalism but I'm learning certain things from my advisor and from like <clears throat> projects like BNC and so on and so forth and you know getting out into the community learning how to do certain things learning from people that actually you know do these things like write articles write for the newspapers write in magazines features and all that stuff so 
it's just a matter of like my professor saw something in me that I kind of already knew about, but she brought it out to that potential. This is a crazy story. Well, it's not really a story, but whenever I was little, I always knew that's what I wanted to be until I got to high school. I always knew I wanted to be a journalist. And when I got to high school, that changed because of I had traditional parents. And so having traditional parents, they were like, no, you gotta get a job. You gotta work a nine to five. You gotta go into certain fields and settle for certain things that I wasn't necessarily gonna be happy with. And it wasn't my passion. So. Whenever I left um, Goldsboro in my first year of college, my first year of college was at a community college. And I was like, this is not what I want to do. I want to be able to make a difference. I want to be able to show people that you can look like me and tell other people's stories. You know what I mean? So I would basically like take that as motivation. Like, oh, well, back then I had this passion as a journalist. Let me explore it. And so me exploring it and coming to Fayetteville State and meeting people in Fayetteville basically allowed that passion to grow into now what I say is my career, which it really is. I'm just waiting on the degree. <laughs> I know. I definitely have been there and I've done that. My grandmother wanted me to be a doctor and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, can't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Like traditional parents, I can understand because it's the way they raised, but at the end of the day, like, you got to be more progressive in your thinking. Times are changing, different things are changing, you know what I mean? So certain things that they might see as, oh, you got to do this. Well, we're like, being that we're probably younger, we're like, nah, we can do it this way and be just as successful. Exactly. And then, you know, this job doesn't pay, like, six figures unless you're in broadcast. And so they see that and they're just like, well, no, you're going to be struggling to eat ramen noodles. I'm like, no. Good. <laughs> no, I, I, I get the same talks from my dad from time to time because whenever, because I recently launched my own business for like media and stuff like that. So I help the community by doing like freelance here now and again if, you know, people need it. And so I, you know, whenever he talks to me, he was like, you know, you're not going to be able to do this. You should have did journalism at like, as like a side hustle. I'm like, Journalism is not a side hustle. The type of dedication and type of work that goes into journalism, you cannot have it as a side hustle. It's either you win it or you ain't, basically. Exactly. I have a lot of friends from college. They obviously did journalism and they had like their photography and videographer. That was their side hustles. But yeah, journalism always brings cream. Like that's just how it goes. No, I feel you. <laughs> and so, what would you say is your like? Honestly, it depends on the content. Like, I'm very versatile. I know how to do certain things, but when it comes down to it, I'm also very practical. And so pushing the pen is always gonna be my favorite thing. Like actually writing the articles and, you know, creating content, you know, for people to read that goes in the magazines, goes in the newspapers. And so I would say my style of journalism is more centered around like culture, more centered around like things that have to do with like the arts. Um, but I'm very, very news 
heavy when it comes to what I'm taught. Because at Fayetteville State, my um, professor, she, te she teaches a lot about news writing, how to gather news, how to find sources, how to interview, how to do certain things. And I'm very, I, I, I just feel like I'm versatile. But when it comes down to me, when I write, I want people to feel it. And so I create my own style that has this feeling of me in it. So I would just say, like, my stuff is centered around the culture, for real. Yeah, no, I definitely understand that. That's as I don't know if you are aware, but I am Fayetteville Herbert's arts and culture reporter. Um, yes. It is the fun section. I will say, in my personal opinion, which I, which can be biased, is the best section because it's just um, do a lot of community-driven news, which I always find fun. Yeah, I definitely like to explore the community and the local aspects we have here in Fayetteville and learning different things. Like, I did an arts and culture piece for um, the Voice, where I basically had went to an event that could it's it was newsworthy, but it was also like for the culture of Fayetteville State, where Fayetteville State became the first Purple Heart uh, University out of the UNC system, like out of the 16 that we had. And so for me, that was like news, but at the same time, this something for the culture. Like we the first HBCU that got a Purple Heart. You know, it's like certain things that. I see that should be put in the forefront to establish a certain dynamic so people like me and like you can say, hey, that HBCU is doing things that I like and they're very family oriented. They know how to treat people and they know how to do certain things. And so when it comes down to it, I really appreciate Fayetteville and Fayetteville State for allowing me to express what I feel like is culture, what I feel like is news at the end of the day. Yeah, uh, basically, um, with my position with The Voice, I am the editor-in-chief of my professor, again, Dr. Miller. She came to me last semester at the end of my junior year and was like, hey, I think you would be a great fit to be the editor-in-chief next year. And I told her, let me think about it, because at the time, I wasn't sure, and I wanted to be sure. And so whenever the semester was coming to a close, I told her, let's do it. So I just came in with a certain mindset. You know, I'm very hungry. I'm very dedicated to journalism and making a difference. And so the work that I did with Bevel State has been probably the best work that The Voice has seen, in my opinion. Um, and from Dr. Miller, she was like, a lot of things that I've done are kind of unprecedented. And so when I um, did certain things, like for instance, uh, we had homecoming in October. And so from the entire week of homecoming, I partnered with other student media like Bronco TV, for example, and shot an entire week worth of homecoming content and like basically reported from the events like go out to Tuesday night. It was a comedy show. So we went out to the comedy show and I was like, let's set up here. I'm going to interview some people. I'm going to report like, hey, we're live from. Seabrook Auditorium doing this, his homecoming, and the whole series was called Homecoming on Demand. And that series by itself probably gathered probably over 500 views plus, because each video had at least 100 views. And so that was something that 
not only did Dr. Miller want, but she hadn't seen on a, like a consistent level to the, like to the, uh, I would guess to like the standard I put it because I always strive for like the excellence aspect or even the perfect aspect, even though I know things aren't perfect, but that's just me being, you know, hard on myself to make sure I put out my best work. at it like forward with like the final round because there's one more round we have to go through where it's like um the eight people who are the finalists have to be like interviewed and all that good stuff i would say my goals is to for one you know go into the final four get the internship soak up as much information as i can and change the world like my whole goal is to change the dynamic because it's people I've been through certain things and I'm only 21 but I've been through certain things where me because I'm black me because I'm a female haven't you know I haven't been put in certain positions whereas other people have been even though I'm just as qualified and so people look at me and see who's this girl with these locks who's this black girl and I'm just like Y'all don't even know what I'm coming to do. Like, I'm coming to take over the world with journalism. I'm coming to change the dynamic. And I just want people to understand that when I get this internship with BNC, I'm not going to be nothing to play with. Like, I really want to change the world with my stories. I want to be able to tell the stories of people who don't have a voice and people that may feel like their voice isn't heard. And so my whole goal is to change the dynamic for the culture. For the next little girl that want to be a journalist, for the next little boy that want to be a journalist, you know what I mean? For the next person that wants to just intermediate period, I just want to be that person they look at and be like, wow, she looks this way, she looks like me, and she doing this? She got an internship with BNC? That's crazy. And so I just want to be that person that people see like, I'm strictly, strictly heavy for the culture, but at the same time, I know what I'm doing and I have a plan. You know, so I just want people to see, like, once I get this experience with BNC, I'm going to be forever grateful because that's going to be, like, the thing that changes my life. Because for me, this is big, even though I'm talking about it like I already have it, but it's still big. But you have to, you know, speaking into existence, I feel like I want it that bad to where I already know, like, I'm in the bag. That's how I felt when I went into the, the eight, the, the finalists, the eight finalists. I was like, I already knew I was in it. Just like I already know I'm in the final four. So I'm just like confident to the point where my passion and my dream is to take the experiences that I have, morph them into something that will change the generations behind me. Because it's not just about me, it's about people that's coming next. And so I wanna be the one that's able to change the dynamic so that way when the people that's coming next, they're like, Dormaya, she set the dynamic, she set the standard. And I appreciate her for doing it because if she didn't do it, I don't think I would have been able to be where I'm at now. And so that's just what I have. I just want to take over the world with journalism. <laughs> I definitely completely understand. As a fellow black HBCU grad who also has locks, completely understand. <laughs> 
so do you know um, when, uh, like, what, what exactly is the date that you will find out if you will receive the internship? Um, I, well, voting, I think, ends today. So they did, like, uh, a voting poll for um, to better your chances at, you know, getting the internship, but it doesn't completely determine whether you win or not. But we have to do an interview, the eight of us, and then I guess that will determine the final four because the final four will be like student leaders out of that eight. And they will be the one to get the internship. So as far as a certain date, I'm not completely sure because I haven't ever. Uh, yeah, upcoming interview, Katrina. So it'll be around December 20th. We just want to make sure that everyone is focused on finals right now because that's like the big thing. So we don't want the chance to be disturbed with interviews and things. So we're trying to work it around your schedule. But December 20th is the tentative date to let everyone know uh, who won the internship. Okay, well, yeah. December Trina, 20th. How many, uh, finals will there be who will get the actual internship? Four. There will be four student journalists that are selected and they will get a segment on BNC Go. Thing, uh, like that. Uh, and it will be a paid internship. We don't do unpaid internships. Okay. <laughs> of course, of course. That's cool. So, the BNC Goes HBCU Journalism Project, uh, Trina, just for a second, can you give me a little background information on what that is? Yeah, so this is a, it's an inaugural year. So, this is our first time we wanted to give back to HBCU journalism students because BNC is the only news network focused on black and brown communities. So we thought HBCU students are the future, and that is where we should go to find the next talent, basically. So we thought of this HBCU journalism program to get back to journalism students to have them speak to talent that has worked at CNN, ABC, and who's often featured in the New York Times. So we just wanted to connect them with those opportunities, and that's what we came up with the HBCU journalism program. And we want to continue to highlight HBCU students at BNC, so that's where we're actually coming out with a show um, around HBC schools. Our first stop is Howard University, just highlighting these students and giving them opportunities that they wouldn't else have anywhere other place. <laughs> Got it. Understood. Just out of my own personal curiosity, is Morgan State one of those schools as well? They were, but I didn't make it to the uh, final round. They were participating in it, but. Yeah, Jeremiah made it. <laughs> you already know. They will stay. They will stay all day. <laughs> Bronco Pride. And then we also, also just to give you a little background, we try to be a differentiator. We did reach out to all schools with journalism programs. We wanted to differentiate this program to not have the typical Spelman, you know, Morehouse, like they Howard, like they give to those schools all the time. But we also need to look at the smaller schools. And I think that's what matters the most because those HBCUs that are smaller tend to be forgotten about sometimes for larger initiatives. Yeah, completely understand that. Um, so, yeah, Jeremiah, seeing as you, so just to clarify, are you uh, a December graduating senior or a spring graduating I am a spring graduating senior, May 7th, counting down the months. I'm telling you, don't count down too quickly. Right, enjoy it, please. I'm trying. I'm really trying, but the way they got me working at Philby State, it's just like I don't get a chance to breathe. So, I mean, I'm not complaining because it's good stress. It's a stress I want to have because at the end of the day, I know what I want my career to be. 
but you know when you got stuff going for you they want you to work so i'm like okay great that's a fact i remember being one of those star journals and students that's a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders i know that for a fact um so what are your current plans post-grad currently i am planning well i'm actually in process of filling out my um, graduate application to Georgia State University where I will be um, getting a master's in communications with a concentration in di digital media strategies. Um, but basically, I'm gonna be moving to Atlanta um, hopefully next fall. I wanna kinda keep the momentum going and not take a break. I wanna be able to kinda just take that summer like I have been doing for the last four years and then jump right back into it. So that's my plan. Post graduating from Federal State, I'll be moving to Atlanta, Georgia for two years. Yeah. Okay. And, okay, so you said, you said Georgia State. Mm -hmm. And you're going to a completely different state. Yeah, it's I know different things about different cultures. And so I go to Atlanta. I've been to Atlanta like four times this year. And the culture in Atlanta is something different. And it's something I want to be a part of. And so that's why I kind of chose Georgia State. I mean, I'm from, like I said, I went to Morgan State. I'm from Maryland. This is a completely different environment. I always said I would never move to the South, but now I'm completely in love with it. So sometimes you just got to get a different scenery. I do, but do you have like a particular time in mind? Like that's good. It is fully up to you. Um, what's tomorrow, Thursday? Um, Let me just pull up uh, our photographer's schedule. Okay, let's see. Tomorrow's December 2nd. he only has one photo assignment at noon so as long as it's not within 12 p.m to 1 p.m seems as though he's available okay um let's go for three thank you yes yes ma'am okay all right and where exactly um Oh, I got a pick. I'm not, I feel, ooh, okay, hold on. It's like really a little. up to you. <laughs> okay, hold on. I, I thought it was going to be like somewhere y'all pick. Okay, um, um, I guess Fable State, you know, my alma mater. Somewhere on campus, I'll find a nice spot. Probably right there in the entrance, like where the waterfall is. Contact number for you that I can give him so that over he has trouble finding you. Can find you. Um, nine one nine two five two zero five eight zero. Wait, give me the three again. Uh, two five two. Well, nine one nine two five two. Got it. And the last four. 
talk about things it may seem like I'm boisterous or whatever but I'm very humbled by this experience because it was a test of my skills for sure um, and I learned different things and so one thing that I did notice about what I did compared to others is you know I took it to the next level by not only writing about all four things but I also included like graphics and video in my article so I really think I took it up a notch and made it a competition even though it was already a competition but it really made it a competition but again like I really pushed my skills with this I was up at four o'clock in the morning like okay I gotta put out the best article I ever written in my life <laughs> so this was one of those times where I feel like I really pushed my skills and gave them something that was literally like worth their time you know so I'm just really humbled by the experience and I can't wait to, you know, meet with them and work with them in the future, you know, speaking into existence, that, that's how I see it. So can't wait to meet with them, work with them and gain experience from them. Cause again, like, I'm just grateful that I'm able to say like, I represented Federal State in this um, opportunity because it was their first one. They're a big news channel. So I'm just grateful and very humble for the experience that they, you know, presented Federal State as well as the other universities and HBCUs. Okay, that is everything I need to know. Thank you so much. I will say, Dramaya, I do remember talking to you in May, and if you are ever still looking for a mentor, because like I said, I do have, a, I don't really have connections with Georgia, but I have a lot in DC, in Virginia area, the DC area. So yes, if you are ever still looking for a mentor. I am still here. Or if you ever decide to come back to North Carolina and if I'm still here, well, I will still have connections here. Um, yeah, more than happy to help. Thank you so much. We definitely going to be in touch because you and Kim, y'all too, y'all too, y'all too, y'all definitely have me on my toes because I read a lot of your work and I read a lot of his work. So I'm definitely going to be talking to y'all before I leave. Well, you know, you have my email, and I'm always here. All right. Thank you all so much. Thank you. And Akira, if there's anything, if you have any follow-up questions on the BNC side, um, feel free to reach out. Um, okay, let me just make sure I have your email, because I know originally it was today. Yeah. Okay, you can email her as well, um, or I can send you my email actually right now. I think she actually, she CC'd you on the last email, right? She did, yes, uh-huh. Okay, yeah, I see it. I, I have it. Okay. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you both. Thank no problem. You. Thank have you a nice day. day. You too. Bye. That's what I tell him. That's what I tell him. I'm back and I'm better. I'm back and I'm better. That's what I tell him. Yeah.